Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, I Am Groot, a series of animated shorts created for Disney+. Plus. It features characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe following Baby Groot on various adventures that get him into trouble between the events of Guardians of the Galaxy and one of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2's mid-credit scene. Very specific. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. I've got to be honest, Jay. I'm surprised you said yes when I asked <laughs> if you'd be willing to do an episode on this. Because going back to WandaVision, my, that film studio co-host Jason, he's been covering all the Marvel Studio shows with me. Um, he had to draw the line somewhere. I guess it was I Am Groot. I mean, it is a series of shorts. Five, runtime, before you click play, six minutes. In reality, three and a half minutes, because then you've got all the end credits, everybody that worked on the shorts. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> because you're, you're being a guest on this episode, I'm able to continue covering all of Marvel Studios, whether it's on the big screen or the small screen. But, I mean, in this show, Vin Diesel reprises his role as the voice of Baby Groot from the MCU films. Would anybody have noticed? I mean, I'm glad that he has. Don't get me wrong. It's nice that Vin Diesel keeps playing the character. How much is Baby Groot Vin Diesel? I mean, he's getting assistance, isn't he? Yeah, it's heavily going through some audio equipment to to change the pitch into something approaching baby crude. Uh It's going through like a very, very big change, I would imagine. But I mean, he's I mean, Vin Diesel. Where Bradley Cooper comes. Back oh yes. Bradford. So there you it's go. Not necessary. Yeah, <laughs> but it just seemed. Valid, and although this is an animated series, it does look live action. It looks like Groot and Rocket do look in the movies. You've just not got humans. So I guess they're able to say fully is animated. I was going to say before going back to Baby Groot, I mean, Vin Diesel's got one of the deepest voices in cinema. Yeah. So the fact that we're told <laughs> Baby Groot is him doing the voice, I mean, I'm sure he's getting paid. He's fine with it. And it's nice that, again, the actors are coming back. And it just it makes it feel like there is a stronger connection to the movies and the wider MCU, the fact that Diesel, Cooper are coming back and voicing the characters. Yeah, and these are so short, so short. You know, it's like even Vin Diesel, he's got maybe, what, 10 or 12 lines of dialogue per episode. Which are all, like, I am great. <laughs> yeah. Um, like how much out of the day would it actually take them to do the audio for one of these episodes, for all these episodes? They're so short. I mean, you could probably cover all of this in half a day. Bradley Cooper over the phone. 
it's not it's not a big ask and i always i think with for all the actors if if marvel are willing to come to you to voice the act the character you you're playing that's them leaving ownership with you like if they're doing what if and you've got Hayley atwell playing carter um or you've got uh chadwick boseman when he was still alive doing t'challa and all of the other actors who came in to do the voice work with their own characters it means something and it doesn't just mean something to them because they get to be aware of all of what's going on with the character and having some having a chance for some feedback of like oh, i don't like that line i think i it's something that we would have put on one of the movies i don't think it's suitable for this episode or whatever it is but also as the audience like when you hear it's not scarlett johansson in what if doing black widow it's like mm, yeah. it's a bit disappointing especially because there's mark ruffalo in the same episode still doing the hulk like, yeah Chris Hemsworth back, yes. back as Thor. I mean, I remember in Loki, and you got that quick blink and you'll miss him. Wow, the Thor frog. Is it Throg? Yeah, you got yeah. to see Throg. Chris Hemsworth did some audio for that. I can't yeah. remember what Throg said. You know, again, you quickly passed him. So you're right. It is good when the actors do come back. I mean, Tom Holland didn't come back for what if, and I'm pretty sure he's not coming back for Spider-Man freshman year. And they're doing a multiverse thing with that. It's not quite what if, but the upcoming animated series on Disney plus. So when you've got Parker and he goes to see Aunt May in civil war, instead of it being Stark waiting for him, it's going to be Norman Osborn. And that's going to be the sliding doors moment. But again, okay. I'm pretty sure Tom Holland isn't back voicing Spider-Man in that. But yes, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, the back for this. James Gunn, he voices a wristwatch. So that was, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. Okay, so the show premiered with five shorts on Disney Plus August 10th, 2022 as part of phase four of the MCU. What I didn't realize is that there's an additional five shorts currently in development. It's okay. I'm not going to ask for you to come back. <laughs> we'll just stick no, to no, these. I'll, I'll watch them. I'll watch them as well, but we don't necessarily need to dedicate a second episode to I Am Group. <laughs> yeah. Here's the strange thing I found with this. She-Hulk, as we record this, is days away. Yeah. We know she's getting at least five episodes. I think it's actually the episode count online was at six or eight. I think it was definitely six. I think it, it might even be eight episodes for She-Hulk season one. And you've got these shorts. You don't have to. They're very Pixar-esque. They are. Why wouldn't you release them on the same day as She-Hulk? Like you would have Pixar short. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Did these get released you on a Friday? You only delay a week, really, from the 10th to the 18th for when She-Hulk comes out. 
like I, it's strange to me I'm like oh yeah, wednesday yeah, yeah, got right that's right oh yeah these came out on a wednesday she hulk is moving the new marvel release date to thursday isn't it yeah yeah so she hulk is going to be thursday do you know what i, I want to say this right and i think it's one of the reasons why if i know it is one of the reasons why i want to talk about it on the podcast because for the first time ever my youngest who is now five showed an interest in the mcu she saw that I Am Groot was a thing. She had no context. She's not seen Guardians of the Galaxy. She's too young. She wanted to watch it. So we sat down together and we watched it. After finishing all five shorts, I put on the opening title sequence for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, where it's Groot dancing. Yeah. It's a good entry point. It's the first time... Marvel Studios have put something out that I've been able to sit down with my kid and watch. So it's good for that reason, but it it is just pure, it's pure novelty. And having Disney Plus somewhere to just release it, it makes good business sense for them. Because, you know, it's all about getting more fans. and, And it's always that thing that, they're not doing something like this instead of something else. They're doing it as well as we're getting so much more Marvel content, but I've got to be honest like with this, some are better than others. My, my kid got a lot more out of it than what I did, but you yeah. know, it's just, it's fun, isn't it? But again, like three and a half minutes, like it's definitely the shortest thing we have ever reviewed on, on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, if you add them all up, it's like 15 minutes, maybe 18 minutes. (laughs) Like, it is short. Like, I burned through these very fast. Um, It's a bit like, like, I found it a bit like Love, Death and Robots in terms of the tone and the, the kind of the slice of life randomness of each of them. Yeah. Like, the first one felt like, oh, yeah, he's got to get out of that pot from the end of volume one, when he's in the little player pot, the way we see him in the start of Guardians of the Galaxy volume two. Yeah, which was interesting. So Groot's first steps, he's not actually got feet yet. The pot yeah. breaks and then he looks down and sees that he's got his feet, he's, got, he's learning to walk. With the second one, the little guy, the ending shocked my, my daughter because he ends up stepping on the civilization. Yeah. You know, first he discovers them, he's interested, they turn on him, they're firing weapons, he farts, the leaf pops out, my kid found that funny. So it is very kiddie. And then she was kind of going along with it and enjoying it, and then just a bit, she was a bit shocked by, by the ending. But for the most part, the fun third episode we've got Groot's pursue then Groot takes a bath episode four that's another one she liked actually and even before she watched it she liked the look of it just the poster with Groot with a cucumber on his eyes yeah and then magnum opus that is the the final one Groot sets out to paint a family portrait of himself and the guardians and that's where we've got rocket 
Groot's cutting hair off his tail to add to the to the portrait. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like you know, they are harmless fun that my yeah. kid enjoyed more than I did, which which is fine. Yeah, very toyetic. I assume that we're going to get all those different ones from Groot Takes a Bath as different uh, pop finals. Oh, that's a good that point. They haven't already been offered. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, each episode got its own poster. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. It, it is cool, but we're talking about an episode of like three and a half minutes. You get a poster. You get a poster. Every episode gets its own poster. Yeah, and like you said, it's they're trying something different. They're aiming a lot younger because, again, you can't just take throw a four or five year old into Captain America Winter Soldier. Or, no, of course not. Of course not. Or She's, yeah. even Guardians. I think there's some. They drop a few curse words, which no, you can't. It, notice, it just. It's not just whether or not they do, but it's not just whether or not it's age appropriate. It's like would a four-year-old, five-year-old even be interested? Like, would it be something they'd necessarily want to watch? I mean, I guess... Yeah. I mean, she watched and enjoyed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you know, obviously a cartoon. She liked that. But but I thought this was interesting and worth talking about, you know, her being the age that she is and for the first time ever showing an interest in the MCU is like, oh, okay, so th- this is the start of something. And, you know, maybe she'll show interest in, in other characters. Uh, it, it's good when, because there's so much content for us, but it's good when, you know, Marvel are doing things like this, Warner Brothers, the Super Pets movie that's due to be released soon, like aiming younger. Yeah, because... You can't keep aiming at 18 to 40 year olds <laughs> to speak like because we have money. Because, like, well, kids have we parents. have a love, we, we have money. yeah, so yeah, but also, we our love originated from the cartoons we had when we were kids, like, you've got to catch them somewhere because, yeah, the reason I grew up more fascinated with Marvel over DC was because of Spider-Man animated series, uh, X-Men animated series, and the other slate of Marvel stuff that came out in the 90s when I was a kid. Uh, Yes, we got Batman, the animated series, but it was just that available here. I don't think they aired Superman during the 90s. Oh, really? That's something I had to find on my own. We did pretty good in the uk like we got all the marvel shows like silver surfer incredible hulk you know spider-man x-men all of those but we've got the dc ones as well but for me it was the christopher reeve superman movies that i just watch on repeat batman the animated series and the actual comic books that's what made me a dc fan but yeah, yeah. The, you know they're making new things today so i am group for the kids and it's Marvel Studios. And do you know what? Again, she's five. The opening made made her laugh every time. It worked for when her. You know, fast forwarding the Marvel Studios logo, and then yeah. Groot bumping into the camera. 
And it's like, do yeah. you know what? It's doing exactly what they set out for it to do. It is entertaining yeah. young kids. Yeah. I did I did appreciate the past wedding through the Marvel logo because I've sat through that so many times. <laughs> That's a good point. But you know, I said I then I played the opening of Guardians Volume Two. And she's like, ah, that's what it looks like. Because <laughs> she was then <laughs> seeing it for the first time. <laughs> it all <Yeah>. looks glory. <laughs> okay, I, I think we can probably get to the ratings. If you're going to rate this series out of five. It's hard it, because it's so, it's so short and it's so, I mean, this is the sort of thing I wouldn't be shocked you could see all of on an Instagram feed, like each episode being so quick to go past. Um, but for what it is, the short, I mean, it, as I said, it's really short. I mean, even Love, Death and Robot shorts around, around about seven to nine minutes, and that's actual episode before credits. But that's probably, probably around a three, three out of five, just because... It's very surf. This is a. I'm not sure if you, you had this in the UK, but here in Australia, we'd have on the ABC, we'd get these very short episode cartoons that ran about five minutes. And they, the whole point was to cover up that little space because cartoons ran about 20 minutes. So you got 20 minute cartoon. Five minutes ads because that's what was regulated. They needed to fill another five minutes and a half hour look. So they put this five-minute cartoon that you'd get like Banana Man or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Banana Man. Yeah. That kind of feels like what this would be. Um, With the same sort of, like, you're not going to remember anything that happened every episode because it's very, like, it's got to set it up with no context and solve it in that short span. But yeah, it's three out of five. Visually looks amazing. I, I feel bad for the animators and artists who had to kill themselves over this because all digital, they would have had to act it out and solve it just like they were doing a massive sequence on big movies. But it's just a short that's going on to Disney Plus. Um, like the, they're paying for the, the music's because it's Guardians related. So, of course, there's music every single episode. Like, they killed themselves to make this for three and a half minutes times five. That got all dropped in one day. Very little fanfare. And out it went. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about it, though. We're giving it some attention. I mean, you're, you're right, though. I mean, this series does have a composer, Danielle Lupi. This series does have a head writer, Kirsten Lepore. She's the head writer and director of all five episodes. Yeah. So probably just giving people their due there. Um, yeah, for me, I I enjoyed the experience of watching it with my kid more than... Because it's not for me, really. It, I'm glad that it exists, and it's a good way to get younger fans on board 
And you're right, it looks great. It sounds great. Like, you know, the score, everything's there. The cast from the films, like it very much feels a part of what we've had on the big screen. But yeah, I'm going to come in at a, oh, it seems harsh actually. No, I'm going to, I'm going to come in at a 2.5 out of 5. A 2 just seems too low. It's fine for what it is. It's just, it's novel, isn't it? It's every yeah. now and then, you know, we're going to get another five episodes. And again, like I said before, it's not instead of, it's as well as. It's just more MCU content. Yeah. And yeah, my only critique would be like release it the same day as your episode of whatever Marvel show you've got coming out that week. That, I don't that know. Period. I don't know about that though, because you don't want it to have competition and something like, you know, the season premiere of She-Hulk, everybody is so excited to see Charlie Cox return as Daredevil. I don't know if he's going to be in the first episode, but She-Hulk is getting a lot of attention. And if I had the choice between She-Hulk and this, I'd be watching She-Hulk and I'd be watching this on a different day anyway. I think it's better off if, if they don't have it as competition, but then it's streaming. It's not like back in the day on TV where you'd have rival shows and rival networks. It's streaming. So Disney Plus don't care when you watch it. They just want you to watch it. Yeah, that's true. It just, yeah, it just seems strange that it came so close to another show that you could pair it with. Even if you went out of your way to make it like 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 a Pixar short it happens right at the start of the episode. Yeah. Or because that credit starts wrong and it and it creeps. Like he barrels into her credits and she's like and does his thing, then both credits roll. I don't know, but it just felt it just felt I get what you, I get what you mean. Yeah, but it it really is it's just a bit of a buffer. I mean I feel like Miss Marvel didn't end that long ago. And we're talking about no. I Am Groot, and we're days away from She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and then before we know it, it's going to be, what is it, like November, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever? Yeah. The 30th yeah. MCU film? 30, my God. Doesn't, yeah, that sounds right, actually. Man, I can't believe I've watched that many Marvel movies. You know, I just count TV shows. Let me let me just find it here because I made a note of this, right? With 29 movies and seven Disney Plus shows, now that Miss Marvel has finished, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will now take you 100 hours to finish on your next watch. So if you're going to go back and do from Iron Man to Miss Marvel, it take you a full week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is oh, like that twelve is hours. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's massive. So much content. At least you could slip Black Widow where it should be. Like, I mean, that's true. Infinity War. I feel like we have stopped talking about I Am Group. So on that, <laughs> that's it for our episode all about I Am Group. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcasts. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon.